0: Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. The Bible says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, let's add verse 21, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. Forever and ever. Amen. I'm speaking on the subject beyond expectations. Beyond expectations. To expect simply means to look forward. To anticipate or to wait. That is to expect. The word of God has defined... What we can expect from him as his children. God's word has defined to the believer what he or she can expect from God. God's word has spelled out how far God can work in our lives. The Bible speaking in Psalm 40 and verse number 7. Psalm 40 and verse number 7. It says, Then I said, Behold, I come. Here it is. In the scroll, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. So, what God is able to do for his children, which therefore should be their expectation. Has already been spelled out. Has already been defined. Has already been written. That is, if you want to have a true picture. Of what really God intends for you. You need to look into the mirror of his word. You can never have the correct picture of your life unless and until you consult the scriptures. The Bible speaking in James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25, James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25, it says, Be doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. It says there that he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Now look at verse 25. Now hear this. It says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed In what he does. He says he looks into the perfect law of liberty. The word of God is our mirror into which we must look to understand who we truly are and can be in life. If you understand that shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say that again hallelujah. And scripturally speaking, God has assured the believer that his or her expectations will be fulfilled. God has assured his children that their expectations will be fulfilled. That if you have any expectation at all, that expectation is going to be fulfilled. Somebody lift your right hand and say, my expectations expectations will be fulfilled. fulfilled. How do we know that? In Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 11 to 12, God is giving us that assurance that if you have any expectation at all, I mean expectations derived from the scriptures, those expectations will be fulfilled. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And the man said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And what was God's reaction? Verse number 12. He said, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Can I have this in the King James Version? Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse number 12. He said, God speaking, he says, you have seen well, for I will hasten my word to perform it. I am ready to carry out my word. If there is anything you have seen from the pages of scripture, I am ready to make it happen. I am ready to make it happen. Somebody shout hallelujah. God spoke to Abraham, isn't it? In Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 15, after Lord had separated from him. The Lord said to Abraham, he said, lift your eyes now. Now hear this. And look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Now look at this. It says, for all the land which you see, if you can see it, I give it to you. All the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants. Says, if you can see it, if you can build an expectation, I will fulfill it. I will fulfill it. Put that verse back there. Verse number 14. God speaking. He says, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Look from, from the north. It says, look northward. Look to the north. That is from Genesis southward to malachi eastward from matthew westward to revelation if there is anything you see if there is anything you see from genesis if there's anything you see from Exodus, if there is anything you see from Numbers, if there is anything you see from Leviticus, if there is anything you see from Deuteronomy, if there is anything you see from Judges, if the, my God, from Joshua, from Judges, if there is anything you see in Jeremiah, if there is anything you see in John, in Acts, it says, as far as your eyes can see, I will make it happen. I will make it happen, I will make it happen, I will make it happen. And may he make it happen in the name of Jesus. May God fulfill his word in your life in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. If there is any promise from the scriptures that you are standing on right now, may it come to pass. May that promise come to pass. I'm talking to believers, can I hear their louder shout of amen here? You may be seated. So let us be in the habit of seeing things, seeing promises, and seeing possibilities from the word of God. From the word of God. From the word of God. I said, let us be in the habit of seeing. Seeing. Seeing there means locating. Identifying by revelation. Mm. You remember in Psalm 119 verse 18. The psalmist is asking the Lord. He says, open my eyes. That I may see wondrous things. From the law. From the law. From the law. We don't read the Bible for fun. We read to see. We read to see. And God said to Abraham. All the land that you can see. I shall work it for you. I shall work it for you. I shall perform it in your life. I shall give it to you. I shall give it to you. The promise of God you believe is the land that belongs to you. The word of God you don't believe is not your inheritance. It's not your heritage. It is the word of God you believe. The word of God you believe. The word of God you believe is what you live out. Lift your right hand and shout, I understand, I understand. <laughs> so in Proverbs 23, verse 18, Proverbs 23, verse 18, we're running very quickly in the interest of time. Now here it is: For surely there is a hereafter. And your hope, which is the same word as expectation, will not be cut off. We will not be cut off. We will not, that is, God has promised to meet and fulfill your expectations. Your expectations. Somebody shout with me, God is committed to fulfill all my expectations. Can I have that verse in the King James version? The Bible says, for surely, there is an end, and your expectations shall not be cut off. Somebody shout with me, my expectation, my expectation shall, not shall not be cut off. So let us very briefly here discuss what I'm calling the believer's scriptural expectations. The believer's scriptural Expectations. What are some of the things the Bible has defined that should be our expectation? That should be our expectation, number one, to know and understand God. I believe that that should be one of our cardinal expectations in life. That we will know and understand God. The highest knowledge in life is not knowledge of rocket science. The highest knowledge in life is not the knowledge of nuclear. The highest knowledge in life is the knowledge of God. Knowing God. Knowing God. Jeremiah put it this way. In Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 to 24. Please hear this. Jeremiah 9, verses 23 to 24. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. So you know, it's not enough in life to have wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. nor let the rich man glory in his riches. So God is not against glorying or boasting, if you like. Verse 24. All he says is don't boast about the wrong things. He says, but let him who wants to boast, my God, boast in this that he understands and knows me. That he understands and knows me. Hallelujah. This is one of the scriptural expectations that every child of God must impress. And God is committed to fulfilling it. Knowing and understanding God. Knowing and understanding God. Now, if Jeremiah is saying, or God is saying through Jeremiah... Let every man who glories glory in this that he understands and knows me. It means that God can be understood and God can be known. Somebody shout with me God can be understood and God can be known. The meaning is, let it be the earnest desire and expectation of every believer to understand and know God. Let it be your earnest desire. Oh Lord, you are my God. Early will I seek you in this dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Testing God for God. Having a deep-seated crave to know him. To know him, to know him. Psalm 63 and verse number one. Now, in Philippians chapter three and verse number 10, the Bible says that I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know Christ. That I may know Christ. Christ can be known. God can be known. And you must know him. You must know him. I said you must know him. And God is not known by chance. Please never leave your spiritual life to chance. Anybody who leaves anything to chance does not stand a chance of making a mark. you never leave life to chance. Because life does not give you what you deserve. Life gives you what you demand. That means we must be very intentional about life. We must be intentional. Life never works by accident. Life works by intention. 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 If you want something, you intentionally work toward achieving it. That is how life works. I'm talking to you, shout hallelujah. The question is, how can we know God? Is that a good idea to discuss? How can I know God? Number one, you know God through what we call word encounters. What are they? Word encounters. Word encounters. 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 21. God can be known through his word. God can be known through his word. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel and Shiloh. How did he do it? By the language of hands? No, by the word of the Lord. God reveals himself to his children. God reveals himself to his people by his word. By his word. That means we need constant exposure to the word of God. Every child of God needs constant exposure to the word. To the word. In those days in Sunday school, we were taught how to rightly handle the word of God. How to what? Rightly handle the word of God. So they used the hand of a man, which has got five fingers and a palm, to teach us how to rightly handle the word, Hallelujah. They said we must read the word. Revelation 1, 3, isn't it? We must read the word. They said (laughs) we must hear the word. So you can expose yourself to the word of God by reading it. You can expose yourself to the word of God by hearing it. And please, I want to encourage us to always get messages from the Esau Banda podcast or Podbean. The Pastor Esau Banda podcast or Podbean. Please, there are hundreds, hundreds of messages there. please, You remember the testimony of that young man? Yes. He said, He wrote me a WhatsApp message. Of course, many people do. To ask for my audio messages. So I said, Look, I can't be sending these on WhatsApp, it it will be a tall order. So, what we've done is to place them on, on the podcast. All you need is access to the internet, get there, download as many as you want. Is it making sense here? Don't suffer for nothing. When there's a lot of information to help you out. They taught us to hear the word, to read the word, and then memorize the word. That is what they taught us. I can preach without the Bible. That is, without reading verses. Thank God for technology that my people are able to beam the verses. But I can talk through those verses without making reference to them. Without the reading. Because over the years, I have stalked the word of God in my heart. The psalmist put it this way in Psalm 119 and verse number 11. He said, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know why you are sinning so easily? It's because your heart is empty of the word. Your heart is empty of the word. The Bible says, mm-hmm. let the word of Christ Dwell in you richly. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Dwell in you not sparingly, sir, but richly. Not scantily, but richly. 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 Memorizing it. Putting it to heart. Putting it to heart. Somebody shout hallelujah. We were also taught to meditate on the world. To meditate on the world. To meditate simply means to think deeply on a subject matter. The psalmist talks about the meditations of my heart. The meditations of my heart. The meditations of my heart. heart. God spoke to Joshua. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall do what? You shall meditate in it. And you do it day and night. Meditate on it. Think deeply on the scriptures. Think deeply on the scriptures. Think deeply on the scriptures. Psalm 1 verse 2. Psalm 1 verse 2. His delight... Is in the law of the Lord. Now here it is. And in his law. He meditates day and night. That is continuous meditation. Continuous meditation. Continuous meditation of the scriptures. Continuous meditation of the scriptures my friend. I'm talking to you. Shout Hallelujah. hallelujah. We're also taught. To confess the word. To confess the word. Says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. No matter the situation, keep talking the word. Keep speaking the word. Keep announcing the word. Keep declaring the word. Now can I say this? (laughs) The power in the word is activated and expressed through talking. The power in the word is activated, is expressed, is manifested through confession if you like. Confessing the word, speaking the word, speaking the word, speaking the word, announcing the word if you Keep quiet. You don't confess the word. You don't declare the word. The power in the word will never be activated to deliver results for you. It was when God said that things happened. Check in your Bible. It was when God said that creation came to be us for example in uh, in uh, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 3 now here it is then god said then god said you can never see what the word car- carries in your personal life unless you speak the word I'll oh, come again you can never see what the word carries unless you speak it out. You speak out. You declare the word until it delivers to you what it contains. Then God said, what did he say? Let there be light. And there was what? Light. And now here's the good news. Verse number four. And God saw. So if you don't say it, you don't see it. Have you seen it, sir? If you don't say it, you don't see it. If you want to see the power in the word, speak the word. If what you're looking for is light because there's darkness all all around you, what do you do? Look for the word that talks about light and begin to announce it against the darkness. And before you know it, you shall see the darkness disappear and you shall see light shining. In those days, <laughs> we were taught that the palm is actually obeying the word, because we're told that if you want to pick that time, we had one had hardcover Bibles. Now we have Bibles everywhere, but that time Bibles were in hardcover form. So they said, okay, so the little finger is hearing the word." see." So if all you do is to hear, you don't want to obey, you don't want to memorize, you don't want to meditate, it's like you're trying to carry a Bible using just this little finger. Would you carry it? No. Okay. Add reading. Can you carry it? Maybe if it is a small thing like a handkerchief. But if it is something like a Bible, you can't. You can't. What if you add memorization? And then... You have all these five fingers ready. At least, maybe you can pick some few things. Huh? But now, when you add the palm, I believe that's when you can properly handle sima, for example. My God, I've reminded you about sima Because you you can't, you don't pick sima like this. Do you do that? Huh? Are you a bird? No, sir. You get it properly and you want to properly shape it. Ready for danger. (laughs) Is it making sense here? (laughs) Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. James chapter 1, verse 22. Be doers of the world. Obedience. 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 Obedience to the scriptures. Matthew chapter 7. Jesus gave a whole teaching on it. Verse 24 to 27. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 24 to 27. Yeah. It's talking about those who are hearing and doing. You see, your greatest problem is that you don't do what you hear. And Jesus asked some people the other day in Luke 6:46. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, when you do not do (laughs) the things which I say? And that is where so many Christians are. Just hearing the things that the master is saying, but never doing them. Never doing them. Never doing them. Never doing them. Just hearing and never doing Just taking notes. Some of you, since we started, because some of you have been here since this church started some 12, 13 years ago. You have piles and piles of hard covers. How much of that have you obeyed so far? If only you did, you would never be the same, my friend. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, I will obey. obey. In John 2 and verse number 5, Mother Mary gave a very instructive advice there. She said, whatever Jesus says to you, do it. Whatever Jesus says to you, do it, do it. Somebody shout hallelujah. So we know God... Through his word, say that with me. I can know God through his word. Number two, how can I know God through prayer encounters? Number one, word encounters. Number two, I can know God through prayer encounters. Prayer encounters. Prayer encounters. It was In the place of prayer that Cornelius, that Roman centurion, came to know Jesus through prayer encounters. Acts chapter 10 verses 1 to 4. Acts chapter 10 verses 1 to 4. Yes. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. Now here it is. Verse number 2. A devout man. And one who feared God with all his household who gave arms generously to the people. Now, listen to this. He prayed to God always. That was his major secret. Praying to God always. God reveals himself to his people on the prayer platform. On the prayer platform. He reveals his secrets to his children on the platform of prayers. You can never know God with prayerlessness. Is it making sense here? You can never know. You see, so many of us are prayerless. Thank God for eating because that's the only time many people pray. And they pray long prayers. Don't dare when you're eating with me to pray like that. Let us pray. And then you're going and going and going. Uh, Now, you'll find that I've already finished eating. Yes, sir. Somebody shout hallelujah. Pray for encounters. Pray for what? Pray for encounters. Encounters with God encounters with god encounters with god and in your praying add praying in tongues in your praying add praying in tongues zakata rigade bakuta rigadi zakata masuta bakata you are looking at me as if you don't know what i'm talking about shakanda masuta one hour two hours three hours four hours And can I also say this to you? In your praying, pray for many hours. If it is praying to know God, if it is praying to eat, 30 seconds is enough. But if if it is praying to know God, sir, you need time. You need time. You need time. Time to pray. Time to pray. Why was Jesus so confident? Not because of his miraculous birth, obviously. But because this man, Jesus, stood in the place of prayer for hours and hours. So he knew the father. He knew the father. Not as a matter of prophecy, but as a matter of practice. The practice of prayer. Sir. The practice of prayer. Now look at this. In, uh, let's begin with. Verse number 16, if I can have it from the NIV. Luke chapter 5 and verse number 16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. And what? It was often that the man withdrew. It was often that Jesus withdrew to lonely places. For what purpose? To pray, to pray, to pray. Luke chapter 6 and verse number 12. The other day he went to the mountainside to pray. Yes, he went to the mountain to pray. Now here it is. And continued all night. Continued all night. Continued all night alone. He continued all night in prayers to God. And prayers to God. That is why the man was able to say in John chapter 5, verse 19 and verse number 30. John chapter 5, verse 19, for example, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do. When did He see the Father do these things? In the place of prayer. When did He see the Father do these things? The answer is when he prayed. When he prayed. When he prayed, he received revelations. Boy, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And he came out confidently. God is healing the sick today. Because the father revealed those things to him. You can never know God with prayerlessness, my friend. Number three. How to know God? Through testimonies of divine encounters or divine interventions, sorry. Through testimonies of divine interventions in our challenges and circumstances. Through testimonies of divine interventions in our challenges. In other words, we cannot God through circumstances and challenges of life. Challenges of life are a platform for knowing God. It's true. It's true. Just to give you one little example, there are quite a number of us here that would not be in church if there were no problems. I'm not trying to insult you. There are quite a number of us that would not be where? In church. If there were no what? Problems pushed us to God. And some of you, you know that you are very arrogant. On on, On a normal day, you are very arrogant. But problems have humbled you and dragged you to Jesus. You know it. So many people and many times <laughs> we know God in the course of him handling our situations. Some people received Jesus when they came to the pastor on the issue of their marital frustrations. My husband is never home. Pastor, I need a special prayer. And the pastor said, are you born again? And the fellow said, I'm not. Okay. Okay. God is going to help you with your marriage. But first of all, receive Jesus. That is why some of you became Christians. You know it. So we should thank God that your husband misbehaved. Ah, <laughs> huh? Yes. Some people got to know Jesus in the course of trying to handle their problem daughter. They are problem son, their problem child. Oh my daughter, hey my son. And then the pastor said, But mama, are you born again? And mama said, No, I'm not born again. Receive Jesus. If your child had behaved, you wouldn't know him. So thank God for problems. Because they help us to know God. It's true, sir. Is true, sir. Psalm 34, verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. But the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. Out of them all. Mm. Think of Naaman in Second Kings chapter 5. The man was a leper, great. That he was a leper. And when he went to Israel. To the ministry headquarters of Elisha. He was instructed to dip himself in the river Jordan. Seven times. You know the story. And when this man God healed. He said something. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 5 verses 14 to 15. 2 Kings chapter 5 verses 14 to 15. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan. According to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh, here this, was restored. That means this condition was an inconvenience to Naaman. It was a pain. It was a discomfort. That is why he took the trouble to travel all the way from Syria to Israel. I don't like this. I need help. And help he received. The Bible says when he dipped himself in the river Jordan. His flesh was restored. Like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Now here it is, verse 15. Listen. He said. He said. Indeed. Now I know. That there is no God in all the earth. Except in Israel. You cannot God. Through testimonies of his interventions in your challenges. Was it not Peter who toiled together with his friends the whole night and never caught anything? Luke chapter 5 verses 1 to 7. And in verse number 4. In verse number 4. The Bible says. Verse number 4 please. Jesus said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And his reaction is in verse number five. The man said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Verse number four talks about nets. Verse four. Nets. Have you seen it? Let down your nets. In verse number five, the man said, I will let down just one. The net. The net. That because we don't have the strength to launch to lower down all the nets. We have taught the whole night. We have labored all night long. We are tired. We just do one. (laughs) Verse number six. And when they had done this, King James Version will say, when they had this done, that is, in every situation, there's going to be a this that must be what? Done before you shift levels. When they had this done they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. Verse number seven. Now hear this. And they beckoned their partners, of course. Verse number eight. Now listen to this. Verse number eight. When Simon saw it, he fell down. You see, a man kneeling down before someone, then something must have happened. Because you know men are arrogant and they know it. Naturally, a man is very arrogant. Now for him to be kneeling at the feet of Jesus, you must know that something has really happened. Now, look at this. Verse number eight, please give give me the verse. Put it there, don't remove it. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, my God, saying, from me, for I am a sinful man, oh Lord. <laughs> that is knowing Jesus as a savior and who can assist you to get out of your sinfulness. And this is happening not that Jesus had really said anything specifically to him, no. This was a testimony of divine encounter. A testimony of divine encounter. And this man's eyes were opened. And he said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O oh Lord. Give me verse 9. Verse 9. Because he was astonished. At the catch of fish which they had taken now. Verse 10, what was Jesus' reaction? The man Jesus said, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. We'll talk more about Peter in the second Psalms. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Number four, how do I know God? Through creation, through the things God has created. Man must know him. Man must know him. Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. God can be known through the things he has created. Romans chapter 1, yeah. Verse 18 to 20. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. I haven't finished reading verse 18. Is it my sister or my brother? (laughs) For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Have you seen it? Now, because what may be known of God, please listen, what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. How have you done it? Verse 20. Look at this. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. If you see mountains, something in you must tell you that there is God somewhere. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So you must know God even by the creation of the world. He says you should know the Godhead. You don't need anyone to sit you down to teach you about the Godhead, just your meditation on what has been created should help you to understand the existence of the Godhead. Talk less about his eternal power. His eternal power. His eternal power. It is on this wise that those who die without hearing the gospel are going to be judged. Yes. Because creation, they should have allowed creation to teach them. The invisible attributes of God. His eternal power. And the Godhead. And the Godhead. Somebody shout hallelujah. I've taken a bit of time there to help us understand that knowing God is doable. Knowing God is achievable. Something that you must do. And you must do consciously and intentionally. You can say, I want to know God more this year. So what I'm going to do is, I'll be reading 10 chapters of the Bible every day. It's a conscious, intentional decision that you are making. Because you want to know God. Some people think that they will just wake up and know God. So, it doesn't work that way. Just like you didn't wake up today just to find yourself properly dressed for church. Did you know that? Some of you, it took you 20 minutes. That's why you came to church late. It took you 20 minutes just to decide what were. Ah, huh? Just to decide what were. wear. I went to this one. Touched it. Of course, I'm talking to sisters. Uh, (laughs) This shoe, should it be black or maroon? The shoe. But when it comes to the things of God and spiritual growth and advancement, you think it will happen automatically. No, sir. No, sir please understand and remember and never forget what I said that we must be intentional in life. We must be intentional. We must be intentional. Never leave anything to chance or what they call accident or sheer luck. You know, some people say, no, it's just sheer luck. Come on. There's nothing like that, sir. There's nothing like To be intentional. This is what I want. Is it making sense? Hallelujah. Now, hear this. Number two, I'm talking about the believer's scriptural expectations. Number one, to know and understand God. Number two, the believer's scriptural expectations. Number two is to do all God's will. To do all. God's will, it must be the earnest desire and expectation of every child of God to carry out all God's will, all of it, all of it, not some of it, not part of it, not 50% of it, but to do all God's will. The Bible speaking in Acts chapter 13 verses 21 to 22 the Testament of David, Acts chapter 13, verses 21 to 22. Dr. Luke is speaking from the Old Testament there. He says that afterward, they asked for a king. So God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 40 years. Now listen to verse 22. Now here it is. And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king. To whom also he gave testimony and said. Now what did God say about, about David? He's now talking from Psalm 8 and 9, isn't it? Verse 20. He says, I have found David, the son of Jesse. A man after my own heart. Now hear this. Who oh, will do all oh my will. You are never at your best in life unless and until you begin to do how much of his will or or partial obedience or call it alignment is not acceptable, sir. It's not acceptable. Carrying out all his will. Now, you can't do all his will unless you understand what that will is so in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 17, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 17, the Bible says, therefore, do not be unwise. Have you seen it so? But understand, understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is because we are here to do all The will of God. We need to understand. What the will of God is. And do it. And do it. And do it. And do it. it. Because. In Psalm 40. Verse number 8. Put it there for us. Psalm 40. And verse number 8. Have you said it? I delight to do your will. Oh my God, I delight to do your will and your law is within my heart. So packaged in the law of the Lord, which must be in your heart, is the will of God. And take delight in doing the will of God. (laughs) Take delight, take delight, take delight in doing the will of God. In Psalm 27, verse number 8, Psalm 27, verse number 8, put it there for us quickly. It says, when you said, when you revealed your will to me, what was the will? Seek my face immediately, promptly, urgently. My God, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, will I seek Dedication to doing the will of God. Now here is in Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 21. Are you following please? Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. This is a dangerous scripture. It says there, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father in heaven. Are you doing the will of his his father? Are you doing the will of his father? Quickly here. Let us examine. Some of the aspects of God's will for the believer. Some of the aspects of the will of God for the believer. Please let's do this quickly. Number one. Mm. to carry out the great commission to carry out the great commission Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20 (laughs) all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth therefore go yeah, and make disciples of all the nations verse 19 quickly please baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Cutting out the great commission will signify typically three things. Three things really. Number one. So winning. So winning. Acts You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So wedding, witnessing for Christ, evangelism, presenting the message of salvation to the lost, and giving them the opportunity to make a decision for Christ, in whom alone is the salvation of mankind. Number two aspect of the Great Commission is discipleship. The raising of disciples. The raising of disciples. Not just converts. So many are just converts that made a confession for Christ, but they are yet to become disciples. A disciple is a follower, and followership has to do with coping. Copying, copying. You copy what the master is doing. That's discipleship. That is why when Jesus washed their feet, he said, I have given you an example to the same. So followership is really about just copying. What is Jesus doing? He's forgiving people I also forgive them. He's casting out demons. I'm also casting out demons. That's fellowship. He's obeying the father. I will also obey him. Discipleship. Number three is church planting. Church planting. These are the three major components of the great commission. Evangelism, discipleship, church planting. Church planted. And the believer must be involved in all the three aspects. The believer must be part and parcel of this agenda. The second aspect of God's will for the believer is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in everything. To seek first that kingdom of God and his righteousness. To seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 33. To seek first, to seek, you see, God must be number one in your life. God and his kingdom. God and his kingdom. God and his kingdom must be your number one priority. Your number one priority. Now, for those of us that are seeking prosperity, that's the protocol for cheap prosperity. Prosperity, they are meaning wellness on every side. Money, cars, favor, success. Is it making sense? That's the formula. Put it back on the screen there. Matthew six territory. Stop running around and start seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things shall be added. Husband, babies, because that's what you're looking for. Don't look at me like that. You are looking for babies. You are looking for husband. You are looking for promotion. You are looking for scholarship. You are looking for car. That is why when a car passes, you claim it. I claim this one. Don't dare claim my honor. (laughs) Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Says all these things shall be added. If you can make God and his kingdom your first priority. Is it on Sunday morning that you go for business? Huh? No. Make God your first priority. Make the business of his church your first priority. I can't sit home watching TV when the church is having an all night of prayers. An all night of prayers. No, I must be there. I must be there. I must be there. Some of you, when you travel, you never think about church. No. When God takes you to Beijing. My God. Buy things, buy things, but there's nothing for church. Why? Church is not in your heart. God is not at the center of your life. It's true. It's true. It's true. I know you don't like the part that I've just said. That's why you are quiet, but it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. Number three. What is God's will for the believer? Number three. To be heavenly or eternity minded. To be heavenly or eternity minded at all times. To be heavenly minded. Eternity driven at all times. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 10. We don't have time to read. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 10. But give me verses 1 to 3. The Bible says if then. You were raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above. Please. Seek those things which are above. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Verse 2. Now here this: it it says, set your mind on things above. Not things on the earth. So many of us are too earthly minded. That is why so many Christians are gliding into depression. There are so many worries and anxieties. That is why you look weary. Some people they wake up in the mornings like they are already tired. Because their hearts and minds have been anxious and worried even in the course of sleeping. Too tired. Come on help yourself. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on the things of God. That is the truth. The next one, quickly. Number four is to love God and the brethren. To love God and the brethren. Brethren there means brothers and sisters. Matthew chapter 22. Verses 36 to 40. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Verses 36 to 40. The Bible says in verse number 37. He said, you shall love the Lord your God. Yeah. You shall love the Lord your God. It is time to love God. And how can anybody say I love God when he hates his brother? So those who love God must love the brethren. Because the second commandment is like it. Verse number 30. Is it 38, 39? Yeah, 39. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's time to begin not only loving God, but also loving the brethren. We don't have time to dive more into that. Number five, what is God's will for the believer? Number five, to be with Jesus in eternity. To be with Jesus in eternity. To be with Jesus in eternity, my friend. What shall it profit you if you gained the whole world, but you lost your soul in hell? It doesn't help you, sir. In John chapter 14, verses one to four, Jesus Is speaking there in verse number two. John chapter 14, give me verse two. In my father's house are many mansions. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And then he said what, verse number three. (laughs) If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I want us to know he's coming again. I'll come again and receive you to myself. For what purpose? That where I am there, you may be also. That's the will of God for you, my friend. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now let's look at the third one here. Amen. We are talking about the believer's scriptural expectations. Number one, to know and understand God very quickly. Number two, to do all God's will. Number three, to exercise and enjoy our redemptive rights and privileges in Christ. To exercise and enjoy our redemptive rights and privileges in Christ. And these are summarized in Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 12. Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 12. Where there is a lamb who was slain to receive what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven major strategic redemptive benefits. Riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Somebody shout hallelujah. We don't have time to dive into the seven in detail, but suffice to say the following. Number one, power, power, power. It is God's will that you should operate in power. Somebody shout power. Say it louder, power, power, power Power signifies signifies dominion, authority, rulership, the ability to subdue, that's power, the ability to subdue, to subdue oppositions, to subdue conflicts of life, to subdue the powers of the enemies. So the Bible has given us several structures of power, isn't it? Number one, you can talk about power to get worth. Power to get worth. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18 it says, You shall remember the Lord your God who gives you power to get worth My God. God wants me to have worth. And that is why he has given me the ability to acquire it. So worth does not just arrive. It is acquired. Using what? Power. If you don't have this power, you will pray your lungs out. Nothing is going to work. Mm? Hallelujah. Power to get worth. Power against evil spirits. That's another dimension of power you see in the scriptures. Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 1. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Behold I give you the authority to trample over scorpions and serpents. And over every power of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Nothing. Nothing says I have given you authority. I have given you power to tread on scorpions. To tread on serpents. So you're not going to be a victim of witches and wizards. I'm talking to you. Can I hear your shout of amen here? You're not going to be a victim of satanic torments. What killed your people must not kill you. It says a thousand shall fall on your side. Ten thousand on your right hand. But it shall not come near you. Somebody shout with vigor and strength. It shall not come near me. To get wealth, power over evil spirits. Call it power against evil spirits. Power against evil spirits. John there is also talking about riches, isn't it? In Revelation 5:12. Power number two, riches. 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 Resources. They supported Jesus from their own resources. New Living Translation, Luke 8, verse 3. Luke 8, verse 3, New Living Translation. They supported Jesus and his disciples from their own riches. From their own riches. This is your life of living hand to mouth. Hand to mouth has come to an end, beginning now in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, In the name of Jesus, the Bible says, Consider the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, being rich, became poor. That for your sake, that, that now he, he became poor for your sake. Hmm? Can you imagine I tell you? I come to your house and I say that I have come for your sake. And then you say, Pastor, I will see you later. And you move out of the place. Are you being fair to me? Come on. So Jesus became poor. For whose sake? Your sake. And you continue being poor. Come on. You deserve a whip. I decree this hour. Every satanic Torment of poverty and financial hardship upon your life is destroyed in the name of Jesus. I said it is destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. Every attack of darkness on your sources of income, I I cancel in the name of Jesus. I cancel in the name of Jesus. I cancel in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Isaiah 27, verse number 6, it says that they, that be of Jacob, if you give it to me in King James Version, they that be of Jacob shall blossom and bat, shall blossom and bat, shall blossom and bat, shall blossom and bat, those that are, coming of Jacob. Those that are coming of Jacob. You belong to that lineage. The Abrahamic lineage. I said the Abrahamic lineage. You are ordained to blossom and bud. I decree this hour over all your sources of income you shall blossom. You shall blossom. You shall prosper. You shall do well. You shall excel. In the name of Jesus my Bible says uh, "Say to the righteous how many righteous people listening to me the Bible says say to the righteous say to the righteous that it shall be well with them for they shall eat the fruits of their labor I decree this hour that your labor shall produce fruits your labor shall produce fruits I said your labor shall produce fruits I'm talking to you I said your labor shall produce fruits in the name of Jesus Good people, can I hear loud a louder shout of amen there? Yeah. I said a louder a shout of amen. Yeah. I said a louder a shout of amen. Yeah. I've run out of my time, but let's do this quickly. Number three, you talks there about wisdom. Wisdom is really about excelling in life, it's talking about general progress, not stagnation. No stagnation, wisdom, knowing what to do and doing it. Knowing the right thing to do and doing it. Knowing the right thing to do. You see, some people don't know the right thing to do. Don't they only come to the past after they have already messed up. No sir, today your right hand on the forehead, please. I decree, may you receive the baptism of the spirit of wisdom in the name of Jesus. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Number four, he talks about strength. Strength is nothing but physical health. It's talking about vitality feeling tired at the age of 33. Young man, what is your problem? Tiredness. Come on, where did it come from? Where did that tiredness come from, sir? At the age of 81, Pastor E.A. Adeboye is still doing crusades. At the age of 81, traveling around the world, ministering, Standing, ministering, one hour, two hours, 81. And you are 41. You already look tired. Come on. I cast that devil out of you in the name of Jesus. Receive physical strength in the name of Jesus. The spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead shall strengthen, shall energize our mortal bodies. I decree this hour. May the Holy Ghost give you strength. May the Holy Ghost give you strength. May the Holy Ghost give you strength. I said, may the Holy Ghost give you strength. No more tiredness in your life. No more despair in your life. No more resignation in your life. You shall not give up. I said, you shall not give up. You shall not be weary. You shall not be tired. In the name of Jesus. Good people shout amen three times. Number five, he talks about honor. Honor. What is honor? Exemption from shame and humiliation. Honor. Exemption from what? From shame. The Bible says you shall not be ashamed. You shall not be ashamed. Joel 2 and verse 26. My people shall never be put to shame. My people shall never be put to shame. That's honor, sir. That's honor, sir. That's honor, sir. In Isaiah 54 and verse number 4. Isaiah 54, verse number 4. He speaks the same thing. Do not fear. You will not be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. Isaiah 61, verse number 7. He says, you shall receive double honor. You shall receive double honor. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. I decree this hour. Double honor. Double honor. Double honor. Double honor, double honor. Say amen like a believer. Double honor. I said double honor. Double honor. Financial honor. Marital honor. Career honor. Ministry honor. Business honor. Parenting honor. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout three times. I receive honor. Of shame are ended in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said, In the name of Jesus. I said, In the name of Jesus. People, can I hear you shout Amen three times there? Amen. Amen. And then he talks about glory. <laughs> you see, when glory arrives, you know it. That glory has what arrived. What is glory in this sense? Glory is what excellence, distinction, a life of excellence, a life of what distinction, distinction, distinction. If you're a student, distinction. That is how I used to be in school. It's not pride, though. If I told you that I am tall, am I proud? Am I short? Come on! In schools, uh, excellence. Mathematics, hundred percent. Geography, ninety-eight point nine. Me, excellence. There's a difference between forty-two percent and eighty-six <laughs> percent. I decree this hour. Excellence, excellence. <laughs> excellence, excellence. Receive it in the name of Jesus. The spirit of excellence is resting upon you. The spirit of excellence is resting upon your children. In the mighty name of Jesus. Why did Daniel stand out in the land of Babylon? Come on. Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 3. An excellent spirit was in him. I decree this hour. May you possess the spirit of excellence. 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 Career excellence. Ministry excellence. Financial excellence. Business excellence. Marital excellence. Somebody shout three times I receive it. 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 The last one he talks about there is what? Blessing. Blessing. Blessing, what is to bless, my God? To bless means what means to empower for prosperity, to empower for prosperity, to empower for prosperity. And God blessed them. Genesis 1: 128, and he said to them, "Be, be, be, be fruitful. Blessing is not an experience. It is a state. It's a condition. Is it making sense here? When they say that someone is asthmatic, it's not just an experience. It's a condition. A state in which someone is. Blessing is a condition to be fruitful. Is it making sense? It's a condition that enables you, a state of being that enables you to be what? Fruitful, to multiply, to multiply, to multiply. You're just multiplying. Hallelujah. Blessing is not just an experience. It is an environment that you take around. Is it making sense here? Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. So a blessed man knows no dry place. No, he knows no dry place because he moves with the environment of the blessing, the blessing environment. He moves with it around him, with him. So when he arrives in a place, no matter how dry it was, the blessing he carries begins to affect the place. Yes. That's why People come here confused, butchered, tattered, raptured, and punctured. But as they associate with the blessing that is resident here, they see their lives turning around, turning around, turning around, and you're next in line. I said you're next in line. I said you are next in line. I said you are next in line. I said you are next, next, next in line. I'm talking to you. Can I hear loud a louder shout of amen here? I said the louder shout of amen here. I said the louder shout of amen here. Now hear this, my God. In Proverbs 10, rise on your feet, please. Proverbs 10 and verse 22. Proverbs 10, verse 22. The Bible says what? The blessing. The blessing of the Lord makes. The blessing is a maker. The blessing is a maker. Don't tell me what has not been working. I will tell you that the blessing will turn things around for you. I said the blessing will turn things around for you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, you know, in the university during graduation, the one presiding over the graduation, uh, the one who issues those diplomas, certificates, degrees, and what have you? there is a statement that he will read or somebody may read on his behalf that by the powers you remember given to me as vice chancellor blah, 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 blah I confer on the following the degree or the bachelor's degree in actuarial science is it making sense? by the powers you see don't think I'm just speaking. I'm speaking by the powers. I'm speaking by the powers. I carry the power of the Holy Spirit. I carry the power of the word of God. I carry the power of the anointing. I carry the power of the name of Jesus. And I confer on you the blessing. The blessing that blessing that shall make you rich. I said that shall make you rich. That shall make you rich. Rich in your business. Rich in your career. Rich in your business. Rich in your, rich in your career. Rich in your ministry. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout three times, I carry the blessing of the Lord. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. But you know, I have labored over the past one hour or so for one reason. And the reason being that God is saying that he is able to do exceedingly Abundantly above everything you have held. It doesn't matter what your expectations are, God is saying He is able to exceed your expectations. He is able. To exceed. To exceed. Look at that fellow. In Acts chapter 3 verses 1 to 8. My God. An invalid of about 40 years of age. Invalid. Lame from his mother's home and He was over 40 years of age. That means he had been lame for over 40 years. Listen to me. He was seated by the gate. Called what? Beautiful. Beautiful. Life is. It was supposed to be beautiful for him. But it was ugly. He lived a beggarly life. He survived on well wishes. It was not nice at all. And one day, Peter and John, being the hour of prayer, passed by the place into the temple for prayers for the kingdom of God. And the Bible says that the fellow looked at them. He gazed at them, begging for alms. Be- that, that, that was what he was looking for. Something for lunch for that day. But what he received that day was beyond his expectation. Beyond his expectation. Beyond his expectation. Beyond his expectation. For the Bible says uh, that Peter and John said unto him, look at us. Look at us. And he looked at them. And Peter said through and God have I none but such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Something beyond his expectation happened unto him that day. I came to announce you are receiving testimonies, you are receiving breakthroughs, you are receiving turnarounds, you are receiving change of levels, beyond expectations beyond your expectations beyond your expectations beyond your expectations beyond your expectations I said beyond your expectations in the name of Jesus I said in the name of Jesus exceedingly abundantly above may it be so for you financially maritally in business, in your workplace, in your calling and ministry, exceedingly, abundantly, above. I said above. I said above. In the name of Jesus, I'm talking to you. Can I hear your louder shout of "Amen"? I said your louder shout of "Amen". I said your louder shout of "Amen". I said a loud shout of "Amen." Lift your two hands. Everyone say, Holy Father. Father. Please. You say, Holy Father. Father. In this season. season, And in all aspects of my life. may May you exceed my expectations. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Holy Father. In this season. And in all aspects of my life. In all aspects. Financially, maritally, spiritually, ministerially. In all dimensions and spheres of my life. may May you exceed my expectations. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. Shakata Ragade. Masuta Rigadia, Yakatara Gade, Yakatara Gadana Babusa, Yakatara Gade, Shakatari Gade, Bakuta ragadaya, yakata Ragada, Yakatara Gada, Yakatara Gada, Father, in this season and in all dimensions of my life. May you, my May you exceed my expectations. 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 May you exceed my expectations in the name of Jesus. I know what you can do, Father. Do more. Do more. Do more, do more, do exceedingly, abundantly above my expectations, my prayers in the name of Jesus. status quo change my experience change my level move me forward move me beyond my expectations move me beyond my expectations intervene beyond my expectations do more do exceedingly abundantly above in the name of Jesus precious name hear this give me Psalm 23 verse 5 Psalm 23 verse 5 now hear this he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies I decree no enemy Shall stop your access. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. No enemy shall stop your access. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Put the verse back there. Now hear this. It says you anoint my head. With oil. Touch your head. I decree this out. in this time or the rest of your life, your head shall never be bowed down in shame in the name of Jesus. You shall never be bowed down in shame in the name of Jesus. You shall never be bowed down in shame in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear loud a louder shout of amen here? Let's look at the last part of that verse. Now, this verse, the the very last part of it, is huge. My cup runs over. Huh? God Just fill the cup to the brim. No, he will fill it to overflow. I want you to catch a revelation. God does not just fill the cup. He fills it to Overflowing dimensions. Is it making sense? That is, there is a blessing for you aye, 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 for more than enough. A blessing for what? Just you shall not have a blessing enough. That's a gateway to extra or call it surplus. Do you know the word surplus? That is, what you have is more than what is needed. So you keep something for tomorrow or the future. Such shall be your testimony beginning this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ, I release you into surplus. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Please listen to me. Listen to me. What? Is the reason behind this testimony? My cup overflows. If you ask David, he will be telling you it's not because I'm educated, it's not because I'm the son of Jesse. No. The cause of this run over grace and anointing, the gateway to surplus is psalm 23 verse 1 the lord is my shepherd it has nothing to do with my uncle it has nothing to do with my family background please never allow your family background to keep you on the ground it is not a factor in the equation sir. but the lord is my shepherd the lord Is my shepherd the Lord is my shepherd that's the reason for my overflow (laughs) it has nothing to do with your height it has nothing to do with the color of your skin my friend it has nothing to do with it it has all to do with the fact that the Lord is I dare for decree with that understanding and on the basis and authority of that revelation I decree this hour, surplus upon your life. Surplus upon your life. Surplus upon your life. Overflow upon your life. Overflow upon your life. Overflow upon your life. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear loud shout of amen here? You're going to begin to announce violently like a soldier, like a warrior. You're going to say, my cup is overflowing. My financial cup, my marital cup, my ministry cup, my career cup, my business cup is overflowing. I'm enjoying overflow. I'm enjoying overflow. I'm enjoying surplus. I'm enjoying extra. I'm enjoying surplus. How many are praying? Lift your voice. How many are praying? Lift your voice. Come on, everyone lift your voice. Pray like a minute. Pray like a minute. This is your hour of testimony. This is your hour of turnaround. This is your hour of breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, it is happening right now. 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 In the name of Jesus. My cup is overflowing. My cup is running over. 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 There is a running over. There is an overflow. There is an overflow. My cup is overflowing. My cup is running over. My business car, my ministry car, my financial car, my career car. Yes in the name of Jesus there is, there, is there is an overflow. There is an overflow, there is an overflow, there is an overflow, there is an overflow. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Shakata ragadili bosutari Yakata ragadini Mosuta rigadende Yakata ragadini Bikita ragade, Sakata ragadana babas Jesus, mighty name. A brother went to attend the interviews. Was looking for a job. When he sat down there, the chair of the panel said, "Introduce yourself." He gave a brief profile of himself. And the unbelievable happened. He was told, join us on the panel. (laughs) To interview the rest, join us where? On the panel. When your cup is overflowing, unbelievable things happen unbelievable things unbelievable things join us on the panel you are part of the panel (laughs) I decree this hour amazing testimonies upon your life amazing financial testimonies amazing business testimonies amazing workplace testimonies amazing family testimonies in the name of Jesus I said in the name of Jesus People shout your Amen like a believer I decree good things Good things Good things Good things Good things Good things things Upon your life Good things beyond your expectation Good things beyond your imagination in the name of Jesus I'm talking to you please can I hear a louder louder shout of amen have you been blessed this morning do you believe God is doing things beyond your expectations give him a loud shout of praise a loud shout of praise please be seated Now may the Lord bless you. Amen. May he give you peace. Amen. I mean peace. Amen. Peace in your heart. Amen. Peace in your home. Amen. Peace in your going out. Amen. Peace in your coming in. Amen. Peace in your house. Peace on every side. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Your testimonies shall be beyond your expectations. Amen. I said beyond your expectations. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. you believe that? Please can I hear loud a shout of amen. amen? Now, Psalm twenty-three and verse number six: Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you.